Yo, today's QOD is, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Alan Cohen on the show today, and he's talking about a couple topics. Number one is how to come up with ideas, how the greats come up with their best ideas. And, you know, one thing I do a lot is I study the common traits of highly successful people, especially entrepreneurs. And one of those traits, one of those qualities, one of those characteristics is that they chase ideas, not money. Because they know when they get a really good idea and they take action on it and they execute it and they really, really do it, the money just has a way of showing up. So you gotta chase your passion, you gotta chase your ideas, but how do you come up with those ideas? And Alan's gonna show you that in a second. Also, stop doing stuff that you don't wanna do. The overwhelming majority of people do stuff every day that they don't want to do, go to a job that they don't want to go to, go to events that they don't want to go to, have to show up at parties that they don't want to be at. It's just constantly in this state of doing stuff you'd rather not be doing, which kind of sucks, right? And so he's going to give you an easy way to make a decision about what you're going to do or what you're not going to do. Alan Cohen coming up in 60 seconds. So the name of the game, okay, I'll tell you two things you ever, all the two things you ever need to know. This is, the Ten Commandments can be boiled down to this and expanded on. Number one, do what brings you life. Do what brings you life. Number two, quit doing what deadens you. Let's forget about everything else you've ever heard. If you do what brings you life, you will be wealthy, happy, and wise. If you quit doing what deadens you, you'll get lighter and freer every day. So every time you have an act before you, a decision, a date, somebody invites you for sex, somebody invites you for dinner, whatever it is, you try it on for size and you say, does this enliven me or does this deaden me? If it enlivens you, it's a good thing to do, my friends. If it deadens you, why would you want to do something that would disconnect you from yourself? So let me give you some examples of people who paved their, example, their um, avenue to inner wisdom. Thomas Edison. One of the great inventors of our time. Do you know how he accessed answers to his difficult experiments? He would get stuck in an experiment, and he would lay down on a couch, and he would hold a rock in his hand. And he would say, okay, I want to know what's the next step here. What do I need to do here? What can solve this question? And he would doze off for one of his famous catnaps. Now, as he dozed off... He would relax, his hand would open, the rock would thud to the floor, and he would wake up. But at that point, he had sunk into his subconscious inner knowing, at which, at which point the answer to his experiment lived, and he would wake up and he would know. And he developed, you know, he invented the, uh, the uh, motion picture, alkaline battery, the incandescent light, 
the recorder, and many, many more. Because he, he knew how to tap into his inner knowing. And so do you. I tell you, Edison is no greater than you. All he did was practice it. There's nobody that's greater than you. We're each great in our own way. We each just need to tap into our own greatness. Never try to live somebody else's dream because it'll flop on you. Live your own. Uh, Harv had a dream for this. We, they were, uh, somebody was telling me that Har, uh, Harv was just saying that he, he had, since 15 years old, is that what you said, Harv? He was visioning this event since he's 15, that's 10 years ago. And, and now it's a reality because it's his dream. If he tried to do somebody else's dream, it wouldn't work. But he's true to his, his definition of integrity. Integrity is when the life that you're living on the outside matches who you are on the inside. That's all integrity is. And when you're not in integrity, you get sick and your money backs up and you get in the fights. But when the life that you're living on the outside matches who you are on the inside, that's integrity. And that's how you get a bunch of people to come to an event like this without even knowing who's going to talk to them. That's powerful integrity. I call that lined up with the Tao, lined up with the entire universe. And you lined up with you. Mozart said, Mozart his way, had his way of getting it. He said, it is when I am completely myself, entirely alone and of good cheer, that ideas flow best and most abundantly. Whence and how they come, I know not, nor can I force them. So all he was saying was that when he gets relaxed and he gets in tune with himself, ideas come. So never try to force an idea. Never try to force a result. Somebody says, if you can't pray a door open, don't try to pry it open. In other words, when you get into that macho thing, I'm going to make this happen no matter what, you've, you've lost your, your flow. Get quiet, step back, be at peace, and in that space, magnificent. You know, I'm going to make a confession. I get my best ideas when I'm eating, when I'm sitting on the toilet, when I'm taking a shower. Three times of great relief in my life. But there's something about that quiet time that I, I just get great ideas, and I go to the typewriter and, and write. So, so ideas can come at any time, but, but when you're lined up with yourself and you relax, they come more fluently. The pipeline is open. You know, it's like, uh, this is a great wealth metaphor. You have a 10,000-gallon water tank from which you water your garden through a hose, and you go out one day, and a few little driplets, droplets come out. And you go, what happened to my water? There's not enough water. Somebody stole my water. My neighbor is doing it to me again. The universe is not supplying. And then you look down and you're standing on the hose. So bottom line of all prosperity work is to get off your own hose. Nobody's crimping your hose but you. Only, only you have the power to crimp it, and only you have the power to uncrimp it. Relax and let it flow. And it goes for money, it goes for health. All health blockages are about resistance. The, the, the body is made to flow. The body is an energy machine of flow, flow, flow. When you get uptight and crimped down, that's where disease comes. The answer to disease is not to fight it, but to relax and allow health to return. Health is your natural state. That's why disease is called dis-ease, because what that assumes is that ease is natural and dis-ease is unnatural. So if you want, if you're feeling bad or you're hurting in any way, get back to ease. I love that sound. What's it called? Never work again? Was that a title? What a great title. I have a metaphor in my mastery training and my mentorship program. I say, let it be easy. Struggle is not required. Didn't say work is not required. Didn't say action is not required. Didn't say effort is not required. But struggle is not required. When you get into struggle, it can't be it. Would you agree, Harv? Never work. If it feels like work, it's not it. 
Somebody said, do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life. Someone else said, if all you're receiving for your work is money, you're being grossly underpaid. Because it's all about joy. When you have the joy, the money flows. If it's just the money, well, joy may flow, it may not. So we're all about opening up to greater joy. That's the name of this game. That's all it is. When um, Norman Vincent Peale was on uh, a plane one day, he, um, he was sitting next to a young lady. You know him, the power of positive thinking, great, great mentor. So he's sitting next to a young lady, and she said, can, can you help me? Yes. Well, there's two men proposed to me, and I'm not sure who to marry. Can you help me decide? He said, oh, I can tell you right now. He says, I don't think you should marry either one of them. And she said, why not? He said, because if you have to ask me, you're not in love with either of them. So either you know or you don't. Either it's it or it's not. Um, I, I, in my book, Why Your Life Sucks and What You Can Do About It, I quoted this quote. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. If you can't do it with a whole heart, don't do it. Say the repeat, repeat that with me. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And lots of times, Dee and I are deciding to do something. And like, yeah. She says, is it a hell yes for you? And I'll go, no. She says, well, then it's a hell no. For example, we had a, um, a property that came for sale next to our house. And we live at the end of the road, and it's really just two properties. And so our next door house came for sale. So we wanted to buy it just so we could have good neighbors instead of just anybody, which we did. And we had some people show up to buy it, and we had a contract, and the woman who was, who was um, spearheading their deal became very, very fussy and started challenging all the issues, and it was detail and detail and nitpicking, and, and then we had a uh, survey done, and she moved the stake, and on and on. And uh, we, they were offering us a good price, it was the money we wanted. But we looked at each other and said, can we really live next to this person? And, and uh, uh, it's not a hell yes. Well, then it's a hell no. And we thought, well, if negotiating with this person is so difficult, what's it going to be like to live next to him? So we lovingly pulled the plug on the deal. <clears throat> and then a month or two later, another couple came. The most beautiful couple we've ever met. Loving, sweet, dear, playful people. We fell in love with them. We became friends. We sold the property. Not one hassle. We cooperated with lots of issues. It's a dream come true, especially because they're never home. <laughs> but I'm so glad we didn't force ourselves to go for that first deal because it, was a, it wasn't a hell yes. Because the universe was waiting to send us a hell yes. And if you jump at hell no's, then you don't get your hell yeses. You, got, you have just so much space on your disk, and if it's filled up with stuff you don't want to be doing, you don't get to do the stuff you want to be doing. So if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. That was Alan Cohen. His website is alancohen.com. You can watch today's entire talk on the YouTube. It is called Seminar of the Century Woodstock for the mind. Hey, thanks so much for all the ratings and reviews that you've posted over the last month. Really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please post a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show at. We really appreciate it. And I will see you tomorrow with Debbie Ford. Don't miss tomorrow's episode with Debbie Ford. It's, it's the bee's knees. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.